You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 107. And today, ladies, this is our kickoff issue for the year 2021. So I hope that you had a blessed end of your year and we're moving on in. And January also happens to be National Thyroid Health Awareness Month. So we're kicking off this episode talking all things thyroid health for the busy woman. We're going to see why this gland gets blamed for a lot of things and how it can affect so many things if it's off and how so many things can affect it to cause it to be off. And I have a really great freebie for you for this episode. And I did it because a lot of times I know you're just listening to this podcast in your car or out walking and you're not sitting at a desk where you can actually take notes. So I actually took a, some of the podcast episode of it and I put it in a graphic form. So I show you about the signs and symptoms that you can have if you've got a thyroid issue. And then in a graphic form, I also show you how you can help your thyroid with some great tips on that. So you want to be sure to get that and download it and you can get it at wellwomannetwork.com forward slash podcast forward slash 107 dash thyroid health. And if you don't get it there, the link is in the show notes so you can get it there. And if you don't get it on either of those two places, you can go to our main website page, wellwomannetwork.com go to the nav bar, look under podcast, and then it'll be the very first one that pops up. That's the latest one. And on the show notes on the page, you can download it there as well. So again, you can grab it at www.wellwomannetwork.com forward slash podcast forward slash 107 dash thyroid health. I hope that you get it because it's going to really complement today's episode. So with that said, let's dive in and get into it. Welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and now new proud Nana. And I'm on a global mission to disrupt the women's health education space by showing women how to be their healthiest self by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate. I believe that true transformation only happens when we come together as a collective group of women who are like-minded, who are curious and want to learn about our health as it pertains to us being women. So how do we do that? We do it one healthy conversation at a time. So let's dive in. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome to January 2021. So I hope that you had a blessed Christmas with you, with your family. I hope that you had a very safe and healthy New Year's and you rung it in in a safe way, but yet you had a little bit of fun. You know, me and the hubs, we just usually stay home. You know, we don't usually go out on New Year's Eve. We haven't done that for a long time. Just get a, you know, a bottle of sparkling um, apple cider and just, you know, hang out in front of the fireplace, watch some TV. We do try to stay up until the ball drops. Um, but we do watch the New York Times, so it drops, you know, faster in New York than it does in Cali. And sometimes, you know, we just fall asleep and we'll sleep through and we'll just wake up and it's 2021. Hey, you know, a lot of people do that. They sleep through the new year, <laughs> you know, it figuratively speaking, that is, you know, not the entire whole year. Well, I hope not anyways, but there probably are people who actually do that as well. Well, anyways... Getting back to today's episode, you know, January is National Thyroid Awareness Month. 
So I thought it would be appropriate in today's episode um, to show you and talk to you about thyroid. So I'm going to be breaking down thyroid health into hopefully an easy, understandable way for you. Okay. And here's the deal. Over many years of taking care of women, I become somewhat of an advocate for the thyroid gland. Okay. So first, let me let you in on the backstory of that. Okay. So that you kind of understand where I'm coming from. Okay. So I'm betting that I'm not the only one who's heard that their unexpected weight gain may have something to do with their thyroid health. Correct. Now, come on, give me an amen to that. Raise your hand. I may not be able to see you, but come on. You know, we all know that if we're talking to our girlfriends or if we've talked to our mom or anybody else and we've mentioned the word, hey, weight gain, what does most people say? Oh, you need to go and go to your medical provider and get your thyroid checked, right? So, yes, at least several times a month for the past 26 years, ladies, that I've been practicing, I have women come to me saying that they're gaining weight and they want to have their thyroid levels checked because so-and-so told them that they have a thyroid issue. Now I'll let you down easy. Like I do them. And I'll tell you that most of the time that is not the case, but it certainly can be a possible factor. So we don't want to just, you know, say never that your thyroid is not the issue for your weight gain, but we're going to get into a little bit. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that too. So I want to let you in on a secret. And that is that you can experience signs and symptoms of a thyroid issue, but have a normal functioning thyroid because a lot of the symptoms ladies of a thyroid can be mimicked by other hormonal imbalances going on in your body. And it is my hope that after you listen into today's episode, you'll understand why. Okay. Now it's time for the science part. Confession time here too, gals. Okay. I'm sitting over here and we're going to have a little bit of a confession time. So I've written and I've rewritten this episode's notes and outline several times and drove my husband crazy with it, just going over it with him, trying to make the science very basic because I've been known to kind of go off on my geeky self and talk in science terms that I understand. And people say, Hey, Michelle, I don't really understand that. So, you know, I'm doing my best. So I want you to give your gal here some grace in the trying department. And if there is still some glaze over your eyes by the end of this episode, please always feel free to hit me up in the DMS over on Instagram, or you can personal message me on Facebook. Okay. So you ready? Let's get into it. So first of all, I'm going to break it up into three parts today. I'm going to be talking to you about the thyroid gland. Then I'm going to be talking to you about some aspects of your health that can affect your thyroid health. And then we're going to go into the last part, how you can help your thyroid if you have a problem or even if you don't have a problem. Okay. So the first part is let's talk about the thyroid gland in of itself. So the thyroid gland ladies is a vital gland. It's a vital hormone gland. It plays a major role in your body's metabolic rate, controlling heart, muscle, digestive function, brain development, and bone maintenance. Okay. So did you hear what I just said? I said that it controls your body's metabolic rate. So it has influence over your heart rate, muscles, digestive function, your brain development, and your bone maintenance. So just from the mere fact of those things that I just mentioned, if something is going on with your thyroid, it can affect all of those entities. Okay. It also helps to regulate many bodily functions by constantly releasing a steady amount of thyroid hormone into your bloodstream. So if your body needs more energy in certain situations, okay, for instance, you know, when, when we have our adolescents and they go through their 
growth spurt, or if you happen to be in a situation where you're very cold or during pregnancy, the thyroid gland can produce more hormones or it can produce less hormones depending on the situation. Okay. So most of you have heard of the lab test TSH, but do you know what it stands for and how it works? So to understand TSH, we have to travel north of your thyroid gland, which by the way is located in the middle of your neck. Okay. That's your thyroid gland. It's located in the middle of your neck to a little spot known as your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland, which are located in your brain because your hypothalamus and your pituitary, these two things help to control your thyroid gland. Okay. So the hypothalamus, it releases thyrotryptin releasing hormone, also known as TRH, which stimulates then the pituitary gland to release TSH, which is also known as thyroid stimulating hormone. And it's this hormone that causes your thyroid gland to produce thyroxine, which you may have heard of as T4, which is relatively an inactive pro-hormone and the highly active hormone thyroiodothyrine referred to as T3. Okay. So collectively T4 and T3 are referred to as your thyroid hormones. Okay. And they are controlled from your anterior, from your pituitary and from your hypothalamus, because that's what controls the TSH, which tells your thyroid to produce those hormones. Okay. The thyroid gland produces just 20% of the high active T3, but it produces 80% of the pro-hormone T4. Once secreted by the thyroid, specific enzymes in other tissues like your liver and or your kidneys transform T4 into the active hormone T3. So the body needs T3. Okay. In addition, there are other hormone producing cells within the thyroid gland called C cells. These cells produce calcitonin and calcitonin plays a role in regulating calcium and phosphate levels in your blood, which are important for your bone health and maintenance. Hence, I told you above, you know, for bone building health as well. All right. Now let's get into the next part. Iodine is one of the main building blocks of both of these hormones of T3 and T4. Our bodies can't produce this trace element. So we need to get enough of it from our diets. Iodine is absorbed into your bloodstream from the food in your bowel. It is then carried to your thyroid gland where it eventually is used to make thyroid hormones. So I want you to remember two important aspects from this that I just said, and one of them being your diet and the other being absorption, more importantly, gut absorption, as we're going to be discussing this in more detail in just a little bit. Okay. Sometimes your body needs more thyroid hormones and sometimes they need less. To make the exact right amount of hormones, your thyroid gland needs the help of the gland that is north to it, as we mentioned earlier, the pituitary gland, because the pituitary gland is what tells your thyroid whether to release more or less hormones into the bloodstream. Okay, now you're going to understand a little bit now what what we're talking about. So an overactive thyroid, you may know, is called hyperthyroidism. And this occurs if the thyroid gland makes too many hormones and an underactive thyroid on the opposite end is called hypothyroidism where the gland doesn't make enough hormone. Both of these imbalances can lead to other hormonal imbalances. Okay. So not to confuse you, but you can still feel the same symptoms as an over or under functioning thyroid, even if your thyroid lab tests are normal. And the reasons for this are one. An imbalance in your other hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and even testosterone can mimic the signs of 
hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism. And number two, even though your lab numbers are normal, your thyroid can get tired, so to speak, and become sluggish. And as it's such a team player and it loves to help out other glands like your adrenals. So when it becomes sluggish, it can't help other things in your body. So you can have a normal TSH, but still have some of the symptoms of hypothyroidism. And if your other hormones are out of balance, like your estrogen or your progesterone, or even your testosterone, like I mentioned, you can still have symptoms of a thyroid issue of either. Okay. All right. So now for the next part of the, of this discussion, I want you to understand that if you want to make sure that your thyroid gland is functioning at its optimum level, like I talked about earlier, we need to discuss some key health issues and they have to be taken in consideration. So this is the part where I really want you to understand how your body functions and flows as a whole. And when one hormone is out of whack, it affects the whole team. Okay. So we're going to start with the blood, with your blood sugar because thyroid disease interferes with metabolism. Okay. We said that earlier, it controls your metabolic rate. It controls your metabolism. So therefore it can alter your blood sugar. This, in, this increases your risk of developing diabetes and it makes it harder to manage your blood sugar if you already have diabetes. So let's look at that a little bit further. Insulin, which is a hormone that is produced by your pancreas, imitates the actions of thyroid hormones in some tissues of your body which decreases the production of thyroid hormones. But insulin also functions in the opposite way thyroid hormones do in other tissues, which increases thyroid hormone levels. So I know it can be a bit confusing and I'm not asking you to be the science was here and totally understand all of this in one episode, but your thyroid hormones can sometimes, they, I mean, I'm sorry, insulin can affect some tissues, some organ tissues of your body and cause thyroid to increase or decrease those levels. So just know that, okay, that it, it's there. And we'll explain this later on a little bit more too, but just so that you understand that, okay? Thus, if you have too high or too low levels of blood sugar, it can negatively impact your thyroid health in general and vice versa. So again, this is where you see that in a relationship. Poor diet, ladies, is one of the major reasons why an individual will have, will have too low, too high, or fluctuating blood sugar levels all throughout the day. If nothing is done about this, then that can lead the person to become at high risk for insulin resistance and move into diabetes. All right. So like I said, I want to try to explain this so that you have a better handle on it. There is a cycle of interaction and feedback between your hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, the adrenal gland the thyroid gland and insulin adrenal hormones, along with thyroid hormones and the hormones of the pancreas, they all work together to regulate metabolism. The hypothalamus and your pituitary gland respond to stimulating or inhibiting all of these. So when insulin thyroid hormone or the steroid hormones of your adrenal gland, cortisol, that is being one of the main ones are off balance. The others often increase or decrease as a means of compensating for the metabolic dysfunction. And hence, that's where you start to get signs and symptoms of a lot of different things together. So it, it can be a lot of different things, not just your thyroid. So yes, you could come in and you could feel tired. You could have weight gain. You can have dry hair. You can have, you know, heart palpitations. You could have night sweats. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're hyper or hypothyroidism. You could have an estrogen imbalance. You could have a progestin imbalance. You could have a stress, a cortisol imbalance. There's a lot of different things that are going on in there. Okay. 
So on a side note here, your body wants to be in balance and insulin resistance, which is an increase in your insulin outside of your cells, acts like a stress to your body. And this stress can lead to an imbalance in your progesterone and an imbalance in your progesterone, which can mimic symptoms of both hyper and hypothyroidism. So that's just giving you an example of how all of them interact. Okay. So insulin, when it's, when it increases outside of your cells, it, it acts like a stress and because it acts like cortisol, so to speak, which is a stressor. And when you have an increase in stress in your life, it can throw your other hormones out of balance and they can mimic the signs and symptoms of a thyroid. So I hope that explained it a little bit. And like I said, if your eyeballs are still glazing over a little bit and you still have some confusion over this, just hit me up and I'll be more than happy to discuss it with you. Okay. Now, moving on from talking about your blood sugar, we then have to talk about the adrenal gland and its health and relation to your thyroid. So a lot of people who work night shifts, especially I'm talking about nurses because I'm one of those who work night shift, or if you participate in a lot of sports competition, you've got a lot of workplace pressures and, or you have maybe stress from relationship tensions or money issues. Those are just some of the many contributing factors that can lead to too much stress, which can definitely put your adrenal glands under siege. And I know in other episodes, we've talked about cortisol. Okay. So in addition to emotional stress, there are also other things that can affect the health of your adrenal glands. And these may include environmental toxins, chronic viral and bacterial infections, and food sensitivities. Okay. Adrenal stress can cause thyroid dysfunction, especially when your cortisol levels become too high, when you're under constant stress. The impact of stress on the thyroid occurs by slowing your body's metabolism. This is where the thyroid gets blamed for weight gain when in most cases it is the stress that is the culprit, okay? Because when you're stressed out, it throws off your insulin. It can cause insulin resistance. You can get weight gain in your belly. That's where most women get it, okay? And people think that, oh, my weight gain is associated to a thyroid imbalance when really it may not be. It may be due to a stress level throwing their cortisol level off. So here's why when thyroid function slows during stress, T4 and T3 hormone levels fall and the conversion of T4 hormones to T3 may not occur. So this, you can have weight gain, you know, related to stress by in of itself. Okay. Because of that cortisol increase, you can also have weight gain if that increased stress is causing an imbalance in your thyroid if it's not healthy to begin with, okay? Because it can make your thyroid, I, I call it like make it sluggish to where the T4 is not actively converting T3 and you're not getting that bioavailability, bio say that one more time, bioavailability of the one that's really active and that you need, okay? So that's the correlation sometimes. So think of it like this. The adrenal gland is the Ricky to the thyroid glands, Lucy, and they are very dependent on each other. Incorrect function on either will affect the proper operation of the other. Okay. Because chronic stress leads to chronically high levels of cortisol in your body. And this creates a need for higher levels of other hormones like thyroid hormone, insulin, estrogen, and testosterone in order for it to do the same job. So when everything is in balance in your body and everything is working status quo, everybody is happy. But when one function is off, your body is going to automatically 
try to compensate for that imbalance by pulling from other hormones in your body and causing stress on them. And that can lead to imbalance. It can lead to, you know, to dysregulation of your, of your thyroid. So you, like I said, again, your lab work could be normal, but you could be experiencing some of those same symptoms of hyper and hypothyroid, hyper and hypothyroidism because your thyroid is becoming sluggish due to its attempt to help your adrenal glands function better because, you know, it needs that. And so you start to feel the effects. So you can feel these effects before your thyroid either burns out or is overproducing on either end. Okay. So that's why I'm emphasizing this here again, so that you keep seeing how your body wants to function as a whole. And when one hormone is out of whack, it can, and it does throw your other hormones out of whack as well. Okay. So the next issue that I, next area of health that I want you to look at is we have to look at gut health because the three of these, your insulin, okay, your adrenal glands and your gut health play such a factor on your thyroid health, okay, which also plays a factor on all of your other hormonal levels as well. So let's talk about it. So I want to talk about your gut health as most of our diseases usually begin in the gut, okay? This is because ladies, your intestinal lining comp comprises almost 70% of your immune system, Poor gut health is a significant factor in triggering and exacerbating autoimmune diseases. And one of those are known as as Hashimoto's and that's, that's hypothyroid. That's called, you know, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And a lot of people have an autoimmune form of thyroid, meaning your thyroid gland is being attacked by its own self, by the body. That's what an autoimmune disease is because your thyroid also relies on the good bacteria in your gut to convert a percentage of T4 to T3. Conversely, properly managing hypothyroidism can improve digestive health. As some studies show that hypothyroidism can cause leaky gut syndrome because it's, it's, it's poking holes into that, your gut level, allowing bigger proteins and other stuff to get out through your intestine that should not be there, which causes other inflammation and food and sensitivities to other things. Okay. So you want to make sure that no matter whether you have a thyroid issue or you don't, you want to keep your gut healthy because it can impact your health in both ways with or without the condition of hyperhypothyroidism. Okay. The next things we have to look at is having low stomach acid can lead to digestive dysfunction as well, which can lead to an autoimmune diseases like we just mentioned and poor absorption of nutrients. Okay. And poor absorption of nutrients that, that are needed by the thyroid gland can lead to hypothyroidism. Conversely, like we talked about earlier, hypothyroidism can lead to low stomach acid. So it's important to maintain good gut health overall. And if you have hypothyroidism, that you get good control over it. Okay. And the last area of your gut that I want that can be affected by your thyroid and can also cause thyroid issues is your gallbladder. Because the gallbladder's job is to secrete bile and to, and to help break down fat in order for it to be properly, you know, the nutrients to be properly absorbed. Hypothyroidism can cause your gallbladder to become sluggish, which in turn causes your liver to not be able to detoxify properly. And this in turn diminishes again, the conversion of T4, the pro hormone that's highly, that's not really, in, that's not really active to T3. This situation gets worse as the liver is needed to get rid of extra estrogen to help prevent estrogen dominance. That is a buildup of the estrogen in your body. Conversely, estrogen dominance can make hypothyroidism worse or even cause it, okay, because the body can't clear this stuff. So again, you're seeing when one thing is out of whack, 
another system goes and tries to help it and it can cause that system to be out of whack or to just diminish its capabilities of, of functioning properly. All right. So now in this last part of the show, I wanted to talk to you about how you can support your thyroid health, whether you have a thyroid condition or you don't, because you want to always keep your body healthy. So ladies, just like I said, taking care of your thyroid health, like taking care of your overhealth is not a random event that you just do one time and then forget about, but it should be comprised of simple daily steps. So here are some of my daily recommendations for keeping your thyroid healthy. Okay. Even if you don't have a thyroid condition, okay. Or if you do, this is going to even help even more. So the first one is you should always allow time to eat your regular meals and snacks, and you should avoid skipping meals and you should ensure that you eat breakfast to kickstart your metabolism and to help maintain an insulin balance throughout your day so that your insulin level isn't going yo-yoing all over the place. Okay. So it's important to set your metabolic clock from in the morning. Okay. And again, I just want to emphasize because I'm just going to take a side note here because I could go down a rabbit hole, but I don't want to, but I do want to bring it up here. This, okay. Understanding hormones is and hormonal balance is not this, you know, cookie cutter approach because each and every one of us is, you know, we're wired differently. Our lives are different. You know, our chemicals are different. How we, you know, we react to stress is different. All of those play a factor in how we're going to handle you know, stress, how we're going to handle these hormonal imbalances. And some people handle them worse than others. And there's no one thing that is going to alleviate everything and make it that everybody, every single woman can do to just cause, never have any more hormonal imbalances. It's a very individual approach, but there are certain basic things that we can do all of us, no matter what, you know, to just improve our, our health overall. And it's going to improve if we have conditions as well. And you want to not yo-yo diet all over the place either. And you don't want to not eat and you don't want to under eat and you don't want to overeat. You want to just maintain a good balance of eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and having some snacks in between to keep your insulin level at its proper, you know, maintenance throughout the day, not going up, not going down, not causing you to spikes where you have to pump out extra insulin and your body has to work even harder to get rid of it. Okay. So eating a proper clean, healthy diet of the proper stuff is so important, not just for your thyroid, but for your overall health in general. Okay. Next is I want you to increase your protein intake because protein helps ensure that the thyroid hormone is well transported to your tissues. Therefore, making sure that you include protein in your daily diet can greatly improve the ability of your thyroid to function well. Ideally, you should favor protein sources, which are not highly processed or contain high levels of preservatives, because that's, those all just cause your body to be out of whack as well. Then I want you to opt for complex carbs. When you include carbohydrates in your diet, choose only complex carbohydrates and refrain from the high glycemic, simple sugar foods. Examples of foods that are good sources of complex carbs that I want you to include are vegetables such as celery, carrots, potato, and pumpkin. Pumpkin seeds are also very good. You need to limit, if not eliminate, your consumption of simple carbohydrates such as sugars, cakes, ice cream, soda, because these foods promote inflammation, increase your insulin level, which can worsen your symptoms of either diabetes if you have it, insulin resistance if you have it, prediabetes if you have it, and or if you have a thyroid condition to begin with. Okay. The next thing is try to eliminate gluten 
as much as you can out of your diet. It's not so much that gluten is bad. It's just that gluten and wheat are so wheat as it is because gluten is in wheat is so overprocessed. and gluten and your thyroid tissues have the same molecular composition. This is why for some people eating foods that contain gluten may induce an autoimmune attack in the thyroid. Okay, there's a big correlation between people who have celiac disease and people who have Hashimoto's. Usually if you've got one, you've got the other. Not in all cases, but we're seeing a large percentage of people do that. So in order to prevent your symptoms from worsening, it is best to stay away from rye, barley, wheat, and other gluten-containing foods, okay? Next, I want you to choose healthy fats. Fat and cholesterol serve as precursors to hormonal to your hormonal pathways. If your body does not have enough fat and healthy HDL, which is your good cholesterol, your high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, you could eat. You could be at the risk of exacerbating your body's hormonal imbalance. Okay. If your cholesterol levels are excessive, you can get healthy, lower cholesterol fats from avocados, olive oil, and coconut milk products to be used in substitutes for those other bad things. Okay. Next, I want you to consume more fiber. People who have hypothyroidism may often complain about constipation and sluggish digestion. This can be remedied by increasing your intake of fiber-rich foods, which can help improve digestive health while also increasing your satiety to hold off the hunger pangs. Eat more leafy greens, berries, squash, oranges, and other fruits and vegetables as you gradually increase your fiber intake because you don't want to blast your system if you're not used to taking in fiber. But here's the tip. Okay, if you take thyroid medication, then you need to take food that contains high fiber at least four hours after you take your medication because high fiber can reduce the effects of your thyroid medication as can other things like grapefruit and things like that and calcium. So if you take your thyroid medication, it's best to take it first thing in the morning and then you've got to wait four hours before you can have high fiber foods or anything else like that. Or you can take it at bedtime before you go to bed and you're not going to eat anything for the rest of the, for the rest of the night. Okay. Then the next thing is, I know a lot of you, there's a lot of talk about certain foods, certain type of foods that may interfere with the proper functioning of your thyroid. And these are called goitadrins. They are referred to as um, goitogenic foods, and they can include kale, cauliflower, cabbage, turnips, spinach, peanuts, and um, rutabaga. These are your dark, some of your dark leafy greens. But for those whose diets contain adequate amounts of iodine, these foods can be safely consumed and the goitogenic compounds will be reduced even if you cook them, but it's still best to not eat these foods like as your main substance of every single meal and to eat them in moderation. So if you have an adequate iodine intake and you can have that checked by your medical provider, then it's okay to go ahead and eat these foods, but eat them in moderation. If you have an iodine deficiency, then you want to kind of stay away from these foods. Okay. The next thing that I want to talk to you about is to eat glutathione rich foods. Glutathione helps strengthen the immune system and is also known to be one of the most important antioxidants for fighting against the symptoms of hypothyroidism. It boosts your it boosts a person's ability to regulate and modulate your own immune system while dampening most of the signs of autoimmune flare-ups. In addition, research also reveals that glutathione is helpful for protecting and healing the thyroid tissues. Some of the foods that contain lots of glutathione per serving include apples, Ooh, that's good because I eat apples every single day. Tomatoes, garlic, melon, squash, onions, peppers, and avocados. I eat a lot of avocados. I eat a lot of peppers. I do eat onions. And I don't eat a lot of melon, but we do use a lot of garlic. So that's a good thing. 
Then I also want to make sure that you're getting enough selenium and zinc as these two minerals help to um, help the conversion of T4 to T3. And also make sure that you have a good supply of your B vitamins because they support your body and help fight against stress. Okay. Then of course we talk about exercise, not just for the benefit of exercise, but because exercise for at least 30 minutes every day is helps you to maintain healthy circulation and it can improve the ability of your thyroid to distribute the needed hormones. Okay. So you see, there's reasons why scientifically you should be exercising. Okay. Not, I'm just telling you because I want you to go out and do it because there's actually, you know, good research behind the reasoning. Okay. Next, like we talk about is to de-stress as much as possible by including de-stressing techniques in your day, such as yoga, meditating, journaling, deep breathing, and practicing self-care often. Okay. Lastly, I want you to maintain good gut health. Maintain a healthy gut floor by taking a quality digestive enzyme and a good probiotic. Okay, there. Wow. We said a lot today and we covered a lot. And I know sometimes I talk fast and we, you know, I tried ladies to keep it as simple as possible and to break it down. So like I said, again, I'm going to say it again here for a third time. If you still don't understand some of the things that we talked about today, and you want to know a little bit more about either hyper or hypo, or just how to maintain good, you know, healthy thyroid function in general, you know, um, let me know and DM me over on Instagram, or you can private message me over on Facebook. They call them different things, you know, or you can reach out if you're part of our community and you get our VIP newsletter every week and just let me know. And I'd be more than happy to kind of answer or to give you a little bit more information of what you can do. So I also have, I should have said at the beginning, I just want to let you know that I have a special um, download for you that talks to you. So we went over a lot of things today and I know that this is, you know, audio and you're listening to it. So you're not actually sitting down somewhere most of the time taking notes. So I, I made a little um, infographic for you to talk about some of the things that you can do, some tips that you can do to help with your thyroid. And then I also made you one that kind of shows, you know, the process of what can happen if your thyroid is off balance. Okay. So it's easy for you to remember. You can just, you can just download them and get the two and kind of look at them and kind of see, okay, use them as a cheat sheet. And I hope that you find them valuable. Okay. So ladies, oh, I'm going to have a few sips of tea here. Hang on a sec. Mm. Delicious. I'm drinking, um, citrus sunrise. Oh, it's so good. And I put a little tab, a little tinge of orange juice in it. And I sliced an orange, and I put a little bit of, and I put the orange peel in there too. And it is delicious. I told you I'm a tea freak and it's just delicious. So there you have it. And like I said, please, if you enjoyed this episode, go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It's a present for me and our team. Any time of the year when we get a rating and review, um, you know, let us know. Come join us and follow us over on Instagram at Well Woman Network. Be part of our community on Facebook at Well Woman Network 360. And be on the lookout for something special that we've got coming up in a month or so. We're putting together a, um, a very special little introductory program for you that's going to help you, you know, with that hormone imbalance, some easy things you can do. It's a five-day thing that we're going to be putting together for you. So I'm so excited. Can't tell you all of it yet, but just wanted to, you know, what your curiosity there. Okay, ladies. So again, I hope that you had a great end to a very chaotic year. And like I said, we don't know so far what 2021 holds, but I'm being very optimistic. And, you know, I know that I've got all of you, I've got my family, I've got my health and, you know, my mom is doing good. So I can't complain much, you know, 
So I hope that you feel some gratitude in there as well and that you'll continue to join us here each and every week at um, on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I love you ladies. May God richly bless your life and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. The information including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the main Well Woman Network website, in Well Woman Network blog post, on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, and any other Well Woman Network health educational resources are for educational purposes only. The purpose of Well Woman Network's educational resources is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to, to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard or read on any of our platforms.